0: We should do like a scummy scummy sponsors eleven, like like when Newcastle was
1: sponsored by Wanga. We could dig deep. We could dig deep into these companies.
0: Who's Sorry. Northern Rock? Northern Rock—it's a bank or something like a Northern England bank. Oh, okay. Does okay. Newcastle right. Brown
2: Ale just not ex- not exist anymore? Like, why did you oh. ever get rid of that? It's not enough no. money.
0: I, they just don't have enough yeah, money. Right? I think it's so the beer funny. is still delicious. Yeah, these, uh, Newcastle addictions.
2: Brown, you just kind of It's a delicious beer that you have to eat And chew down <laughs> <Exactly>.
0: <laughs> so
2: He's like It is the Jordy of beers
3: <laughs> Open wide for some soccer
0: It's another soccer group chat I'm here with goalkeeper And team captain, Nick Lissacco Hello Uh, Fullback and penalty specialist, Nick Gill. (laughs) Penalty
3: specialist. I'll take that. Thank you. I'll take
0: that. That's a nice one. And uh, dapper sideline prowler manager, Christian Ope. (laughs)
2: So, someone call me the uh, investor in the club. I have the, nothing in return. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Roman not Abramovich not even without, the, without the trophies, yeah.
1: I, ne- I never know where you're going with these openings.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm Adrian. I'm the usher showing you to your seats for this, uh, this discussion. Uh, the first thing we're going to talk about, we wanted to talk about COVID. So as sort of a, a case study, let's talk about Chorley FC, who on the weekend in the FA Cup beat a team sixty places ahead of them in the foot English football pyramid, uh, Derby County. But of course, Derby County was playing with a young squad because of COVID. Rooney, the manager, wasn't there because of COVID. And then after the game, there's a on social media a video of Chorley's ta- uh, Chorley FC's players singing. Uh, Someone Like You by Adele, (laughs) uh, which has angered a lot of people because they're not social distancing. To unpack, there
2: are people angry that they're not social distancing in in their sixth tier locker room. I mean, what facilities do they think they have to social distance? Like, let's hang a sheet between the boys.
0: They've just won. Jesus, get get in your stalls, boys. Yeah, I think it is. That is kind of complicated because you have, like Steve Bruce is saying, you know, you can't stop people from celebrating, so it's not moral to continue. And David Moyes is saying, don't pick on footballers. So where, where do you guys land on that?
1: Like where do we kind of draw the line at, at where, if we should stop this or, or what we can allow and what we can't.
0: Yeah. And, and should, should players be shamed or pressured more to follow these COVID restrictions? Should teams be fined if there's evidence on social media of this kind of thing?
3: First of all, why is Steve Bruce talking about players celebrating? When was the last time he's, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's a, bit ri- a bit rich, eh? Of all managers. If Guardiola or Klopp said that, I will be
0: understanding. Well, Steve as, Bruce? As Usher, I think I might have to show you back to your seat there. That's uh, It's a little too real. No, I mean, I saw that he said uh, it's a, basically I think if Steve Bruce wants to take a moral stand and not manage Newcastle right now, he'd have the support of a lot of Newcastle fans. <laughs>
1: I, I, well, to answer your question, I definitely think that I think we have to hold the football players, any athlete for that matter, to the same standards that, you know, we hold ourselves and that we hold the rest of society. I know the NBA and NHL just came back and they have really strict penalties for players and teams who are breaking protocols. And, you know, I think that like what, just because you're playing a sport, I don't think you're necessarily above anyone else by any means. Obviously they make a lot more money and, but that doesn't necessarily mean they should have, you know, any more freedom than any of us. Right. So if there's a lockdown and they have to stay home, uh, then I definitely think that they should have to abide by the same rules as the rest of us. I don't know if you guys fall in the same, same boat as that or not.
0: No, that's, that's fair. I think there needs to be more done. Like, yeah, you can argue they're going to celebrate, but then with, with like Chorley, singing in the locker room, you might say like, like, okay, now we're spreading like aerosols into the air. So who knows like how much that will affect things. Like if that's going to help the spread or something.
1: Yeah. Like I thought when you, a- I thought they were celebrating in the street outside. Pretty much Torley's locker room. There's no difference really. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, like if they're, if they all, I don't know how the testing works, like in the lower leagues, but if they're all, you know, safe and healthy and everything, then like, and they're all together anyways, at that point, it's kind of like. The rules are so weird and so like convoluted it's difficult to know like where kind of what is bad and what's good
3: it's all about the timing of the test as well if they test them right before the game then what's the problem because they're just literally coming off the field and let them celebrate right that's uh i don't don't understand Like it's been a hundred hundred plus years and they haven't reached the uh fourth round let them do whatever they want they earn the right all
0: these people in the who criticize them I'm to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Fucking idiots. Well, back in, I mean, back fuck, in September. They, eh? But like back in September, West Ham had two players who, while they were on the field, they learned that they were COVID positive. Mm. So it's like, and, and yeah, like, I don't know how testing works for Chorley who are like a non-league team, but it, it I don't know. It seems sensible to me to like, okay, let's go sing outside. Cause obviously like they're in the yeah. same locker room. There's only so much like distancing you can do. Exactly.
1: But I think too, there is kind of a, like there is kind of a time when just like the sheer emotion kind of takes over. It kind exactly. of takes over your sense of like safety and your sense of practicality. And like when, when the Lakers won the NBA title and the, the lightning, won the, the Stanley cup in the bubble, there were definitely the shots of them like going in the locker room and, and celebrating like crazy. But I guess that was a bit different. Cause it's kind of like, okay, this is the end of the bubble. Everyone's leaving. Um, it's over happy and, and, and there were no cases in the bubble anyway. So I guess it was like, there was no COVID anyway, so you're free to do what you want. But I guess with this, it's a bit like, I think the bigger issue is definitely like players who are, you know, going out on the town and, uh, you know, sneaking into, uh, other teams games when they shouldn't be <laughs> and, uh, are seen on camera I think that is probably a bigger issue, maybe, than celebrating a win in your own locker room.
2: That's what I was going to say. Like, there's a distinct difference between, like, Chorley celebrating and singing a song together in their locker room versus Callum Hudson Adoy breaking protocol because he wants to invite a hooker into his hotel room.
0: (laughs) I missed that entirely. (sighs) I have no idea that happened. Like,
2: there's a a clear difference. I'm like, I mean, obviously, like, players, I don't know, they shouldn't do whatever they want, but... Is the
3: that confirmed? Really, Is that real? Yeah, enough? yeah, he's right. real reading.
2: enough, but, yeah, like, there's a different, like, should should players have more free reign than the average person? No, but the average person also doesn't help run a, a billion-pound business yeah. <laughs> that's all around the world.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's, like, degrees. Like, any public figure who's doing something, like, against regulations like it's going to be held up to a higher scrutiny i do think there's a point in terms of like it's a bit of wasted effort to focus all the attention on footballers when like you know there's like legislators and stuff that are also doing this like they deserve the real like scorn yeah but i think the biggest thing i get from hudson odoi's story is like man alexander arnold is smart for living with his mom (laughs) like that's that's just good Um, Trent. Denver's by the way,
3: Trent had COVID. Eh? No one told. No one knew about it. Jurgen Klopp said it. He when? had COVID. He uh. Was at the start of the season, he was the one mystery Liverpool player who. Uh, uh. Who? Yeah. So uh, Trent's a dumbass. Was he
1: playing? <laughs> was he playing
3: with it? Uh no. Nah, no, it was actually it was before the season started. Preseason, they said one mystery player, and uh, Jurgen Klopp announced it like last week. He said uh, he was the one player who had COVID.
2: Why even announce it? Why would he even announce yeah. it?
3: I don't know, but he just said it in the press conference. I was like, oh, that's weird. Well, at least we uh, at least we know who it was. We thought it was that Greek left back, the, uh, the new guy, uh, oh. Kostos Tamikas. We thought it was him. Okay. But uh, no, it was uh, Trent the whole time. So I, yeah you're right, but there's a difference between getting COVID and like you know bringing people or like hosting sex parties like Carl Walker, you know what I mean, or Grealish who who has to find to has to who was he crashes his Range Rover and all that crap twice. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that was just
0: bizarre the way he yeah. he drives like a five year old, and then he runs off. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> it's like knowing and someone could not he doesn't understand about license plates and all that stuff, but. Huh
2: idiot but I mean like I mean I I already mentioned Hudson-Odoi but also I think it was Chilwell and Mount who like earlier in the season during one of the international breaks took time out and they organized a surprise birthday party for Tammy Abraham during during the break and they posted it on social media and and Instagram Mm. and everything they weren't punished for it but it was just more, more one of those like slaps on the wrist I think people understand that, you know, footballers aren't exactly the smartest people in the world. They're not up there considering, you know, you, these kids are brought up to just think about football since they're, what, eight, six, seven years old, something like that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. There's something coming of Chorley being criticized for 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 singing together. Uh, one of the worst post-match celebration songs I've ever heard. <laughs> or...
0: <laughs> have you Have you seen the video, though? I, I the seen the clip. Like, I, I liked mean, like, it.
2: Well, the boys are having fun. That's what's fun about it. But I mean, like, why are you singing a, a song about lost love? <laughs> <laughs> I, it's I, true.
3: I think I, they I, tried I, to get Adele's attention and uh, apparently she never responded.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Left on red by Adele. That's what I was thinking. I think, I think all the boys heard that Adele was recently divorced. <laughs> <laughs> and you know six tier six tier has a chance this is the, the only time they'll have a chance so and what What getting...
0: songs be- oh sorry so what song is better than i can't imagine a song better than someone like you after i've won one of the biggest games in club history what what are you going to sing
2: i don't Ooh. know agent as,
1: as a non-singer and a non-footballer <laughs> that yeah that you song have from to the, be able to chant it the song on. from the titanic the Celine Dion song for the Titanic,
2: right? I mean, there's so few choices that even the champions of England every year just chant campiones over and over and over again as if they're Spanish or Italian. <laughs> I think I think the lesson is don't sing. <laughs> Let the DJ play, uh, what's Chelsea's song post-match? Let the DJ play Madness afterward, just the most 1980s <laughs> British reggae song you can think of. Just don't sing.
3: Um, you know the best part about the, the Chorley game? Um, it, they were showing uh, two fans were on a scissor lift, and you could just see it going up and up and up oh, and yeah. up and up. It was, it was the best thing ever. Just to get a glimpse, it was so funny watching it live. I love how the camera shot showed they were, them at the bottom, and it was going about 20 feet in the air. That's what football is all about. I love it.
0: Uh, and just because we have, we have Nick here, another team that had to play a youth team instead of their, their first team for the FA cup was Aston Villa who oh lost 4-1 to Liverpool, but they went into the break at 1-1. So what was your reaction during did, and did, did after they really, game?
3: Did they really lose or did we lose? Because it felt like we lost <laughs> at the end of the game. I couldn't believe it. Like, you know, you know, it's embarrassing. It's yeah, you're right. It was 1-1 and how many first team players were on Liverpool? I couldn't believe it. What was going on? I, this is, I was like, no matter what the score is, it could be five one six one seven one. It felt like a defeat because of what the score was at halftime. It was, uh, yeah, it, was, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. I didn't even celebrate the second and the third goals. I, I the fourth. I was just, uh, I was just deflated. Nothing. Aston Villa played well though. The kids played well. Yeah, they, uh, they, they did their thing. But we should have been up two three four nothing at halftime. It's just the fact that that that, that teenager scored. I was like, "What? I I can't even explain it, man. It's just uh, it it doesn't feel like a win, though. It doesn't feel like a win.
2: In in what was like not to not to criticize Liverpool because they still came away with a win, wh- whether or not they who they played, um. But like in a weird weird kick in the pants to Liverpool after the match, even though they won, the teenager who who scored, I think he he swapped shirts with Fabinho. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then his manager told him, Why the fuck would you give away your debut gold shirt? And then he runs down the hallway and takes the yeah. shirt back from <laughs> Fabinho.
3: And 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 he kept Fabi- um, and he kept Fabinho's shirt too. And he kept Fabinho's shirt. Too. A oh. What true. a debut. What a what a clever what a
0: clever play that is. The, you know, yeah, there, was two an,
3: there was an Indian kid on uh, on Arsene Villa, his name was Arjun something. And uh, I guess we ran straight to Salah. Yeah, and Salah was uh, on the subs bench. <laughs> he, he ran off the field <laughs> to go get his jersey. Salah, can I have yeah. your coat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it was, it it was good to see hands. Aston Villa, but it's just, yeah, Liverpool, it, we, something's happened to us. We're just, we're not the same. We were about a month ago. So, I don't know if, D- I think it's Diego Jota getting injured. That's, um, I'm trying to put, fuck it, I just want to, I just can't wait for Van Dijk to come back. Just null and void the season.
2: Jota came into the team and it looked like he's been playing with the team for the past five years. Yeah. And then how he's out till what, February?
3: February. Yeah, six to eight weeks, and he injured in uh, mid December. So uh, we'll see. The good thing about Jota is he pushes the front three. So if one of them has a bad game, they're going the next game on the bench. The thing mm. is, Minamino, Shakiri, can they really get first team spot over the Mane Salafirmino it? It's, it's hard to say. That's. Uh, I don't know. Liverpool just seem complacent this year. I just don't see the work rate, the energy. It's just, uh, and another thing that doesn't help is Henderson went out. Uh, Henderson and Fabinho playing center back. That doesn't that, that doesn't help. Fabinho, has, even though he's an amazing defender, he, he's he, he needs to play defensive mid. He need, he has, to, uh, and then Henderson needs to be playing center mid. But it's it's so it's so difficult because everyone's so shit this year that uh, if Liverpool buy a defender, a good defender, like that, uh, a Pana Makanu on Leipzig or someone like that, a commanding defender, we could run away with the Premier League this year. But I just don't know why Jurgen Klopp's not buying a defender. I don't get it.
2: Is Jorginho Wijnaldum, I keep seeing his name in rumours, is he actually, is he staying at Liverpool? Do you have the feeling that he's going to go? I mean, uh, well, it seems like a ton of people want his signature.
3: He, he's on, apparently he's on £75,000 a week, and uh, which is pretty low. And uh, he wants uh, he wants to be paid like the Van Dykes, the Salas, the uh, Mannies, the Firminos, and Liverpool were like, yeah, it's not going to happen. So well, apparently, yeah. he wants one fifty a week, yeah. and Liverpool I mean, were, like double. Yeah.
0: The thing about that though is, is, is he worth the same amount to the team as like Van Dyke and Allison and and you know those real top tier players? I mean, he's great. He's a really great player. I love him, but he's certainly worth more than like. John Joe Shelby, who I think also gets (laughs) seventy thousand a week, like he's miles better than John Joe Shelby.
3: Yeah, Liverpool very tight with wages, very tight. uh, Van Dijk's the only guy above two hundred. Salah, Mane.
0: That was shocking
3: when
2: I heard that. Yeah, like Harry Maguire gets paid a shocking amount. Harry Maguire gets paid like almost three hundred thousand pounds a week. (laughs) Really? It's (laughs) like it's a ridiculous amount um but yeah no sorry I was just thinking about when you mentioned Liverpool's wages I remember looking at their uh their payroll I think Conlon sent it to me and I was just shocked at like I don't know when they negotiated these contracts but it it must have been the perfect intersection between playing at the top <laughs> level and contracts running out <laughs>
0: but I mean yeah. I'm sure it's also like Like, I mean, there's such an appeal to playing for Liverpool. Like, they're such an attacking team, such an exciting team. Like, you know you're going to be in the mix for trophies. And also just, like, I mean, it's probably very fun to play for Liverpool. And and then, you know, if you're Salah, like, when you get in your 30s or whatever, you just, I don't know, you go to Barca or something, cash your check. Yeah, that's not uh, going to happen, uh, Adrian, but
1: good try. I thought Genie Genie was linked with Barcelona. I kept seeing that.
3: I think yeah, I think he still is, but he still wants to stay at Liverpool, and um, I just don't know. I, maybe 120, 125 a week, but I don't think mm-hmm. Liverpool are even going to give him that. I think they're saying it's like hundred, take it or leave it. Like, uh, it's it's hard. It's, he he's a great sir. He's a loyal servant. I want to see him getting paid. It's, well, it's not my fucking money, is it? I yeah. want to see him get. Paid. <laughs> I, I want to land get paid, but yeah, Liverpool very very tight with wages. Now, Robertson's only on eighty thousand a week, and Trent's on sixty. Jeez, if uh wow. yeah I don't, I don't think that the genie Adam's agent three four years ago he's an idiot two years ago he should have asked for a contract renewal but blame blame Adam's agent don't blame bloody uh liverpool
2: <laughs> yeah maybe Adam just needs a stronger agent you said trent's on 80 i just had to pull it up because i was i was interested i think it's 60 it's yeah. 60 yeah, robo's on 80 is that right Robertson's on 50,000 pounds a week, Alexander oh. Arlens on 40,000 pounds wow. a week. <laughs>
3: there we go. Oh so god. this Think
2: might we, not this might not uh, be updated from like if they've done a recent no, extension because no, that doesn't kick in
3: I would, okay. uh, well, I would it would be on like wow. fan pages. That That's right. Robert. So in,
2: in comparison Ben Chilwell is our highest paid player at 190,000 pounds a week. And while I, I like know. Ben Chilwell, my god. <laughs> Do you, I remember, do you
3: remember when Mourinho uh, was at Chelsea and Luke Shaw was at Southampton and everyone wanted to sign him? And I always remember Mourinho said, if Luke Shaw signs with us, he would kill the dressing room because of his wages. I mm. remember he said something like that. I believe and, that. Uh, I th- and Chelsea backed off and uh, there was only one dumbass club who was going to pay Luke Shaw's wages. And uh, we all know who that is. <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, I didn't know. Ben Shaw was the highest paid player at the club.
2: Yeah, up. highest paid player at the club right now I know there were rumors beforehand when Kai Havertz were so- was signed that he was on something like £300,000 a week obviously it was, came, came to be false, <laughs> nah, false. <laughs> but that's it's still not. something shocking at, like, it's, uh, yeah he gets paid £140,000 a week you that's, know, not I, wow. that's, that's not just bad the, that's just the difference between like club valuation really you like, know what Chelsea, else is, Chelsea has uh, stupid money to spend Sorry, go on, Adrian.
0: Sorry, you know what else is crazy? This got me thinking. Like, what what are the wages for, like teams? Like, who are the top spending teams? Uh, And I'm looking just on some random website. I don't know. (laughs) United. (laughs) United. Yeah, it's United by like forty million, and then Liverpool is sixth. They're behind, uh, you know, everyone you'd expect: Man U, Arsenal, Chelsea, Man City, Tottenham, Liverpool. Guess who's seventh?
1: Crystal Palace.
0: Crystal Palace. Newcastle is twelfth or thirteenth rather, but Crystal Palace. Palace is seventh.
1: How are they seventh? Yeah, because they, they have a lot of old guys. They have a lot of mm-hmm. older guys, like guys who've been around a while. Zaha claims a lot, I'm sure. Yeah. Also, you guys, call, he yeah. might I be like Cahill. He might Those be guys. over like Zaha might, I'm not sure. So for me, like with the wages of Premier League teams, like for me, it doesn't really like matter in terms of like their value because it's such an underreported like it's not like an a, a hockey or basketball contract where immediately you know like how much money they make. I, I don't know if Zaha is maybe over like two hundred thousand, just because he's so valuable and maybe he brings the whole average up. They have a lot of guys in their thirties, and I feel like those guys are kind of like you know, they'll take the money, like they probably command more money than younger players like Trent and Robertson, who are just kind of happy to be there in a certain way. Or they're like they're so young that they're you Know they're kind of they haven't signed their big deal yet. Whereas Palace is like everybody is like 32 and <laughs> just raking it in. Doesn't mean they're good because they're not, but <laughs> but you
3: guys get them on a free transfer, right? Most most yeah. old guys, like yeah, so it makes sense. Like Cable, exactly. um, uh, who else I'm trying to think? What Oh yeah. Oh no, Bentegui. They paid a lot of money for him. <laughs> yeah. Oh sorry. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I, I, see, I see. I see you your yeah. point though. Like uh, they're very cheap, low transfer fees, or free agents so, Yeah. Was well, yeah. it Max Meyer? Max. Yeah. Meyer Max Meyer, them,
1: right? Max Meyer probably yeah. makes a ton. Yeah,
3: because you Just got well, you potential. Zero pounds. You paid zero pounds for him though, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, if you get yeah. those
0: free transfers, then you know the player is going to expect like some of what you would have spent on them in their pocket. Exactly
3: that's a trend now that's coming more and more now free agents it's uh, you wait yeah. till January 1st and you can have 1015 clubs offer you and they'll give you a nice signing bonus or mm-hmm. they'll just include it in the weight like Aaron Ramsey Aaron Ramsey's on what 350 a week uh, at Juventus. It's, uh, yeah. that that's what teams should do now or our players should do
0: hmm. maybe another yeah. thing that recommends like Liverpool's approach where you know they build players up and, and then they can like maintain that. Cause yeah, like you're saying, like if Zaha makes 200 K a week, then everyone kind of expects more. If Luke Shaw comes in makes a bunch of money, everyone expects at least Luke Shaw money.
3: Exactly. United got the problem though, right? When uh, Alexis Sanchez was on like, what was it? 450. Yeah. So De Gea was like, hang on a minute. I need to renegotiate my contract. So he gets a new contract. And then uh, who else? Um, Pogba. I don't know what's going on with him. And (laughs) it does one player could kill a dressing room.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, from COVID to transfer talk, that's not the turn I expected the conversation to take, but why don't we take a little break and then we're going to come back. We're going to do some predictions. Welcome back. We're going to do some predictions. What we like to do is start off with seven random predictions, random in the sense that we have no idea about these teams. It's from all across the world. And today we're going to visit every continent and do predictions for each. Our first game is going to be Saudi Arabia. Damak is hosting Al-Wada. So Nick Lissacco, what's going to happen?
1: All right. Uh, man, thanks for coming to me first. Uh, I was trying to do some quick Googling, but uh, you uh, you snuffed me out. So uh, we're going to go with Damak, and uh, they're going to take it 1-0. Market, uh, googling is a two point
0: deduction, so thanks for being honest. Hopefully, you get a perfect score, you'll still walk away with a point. <laughs> I love uh, it. Nick. Uh, other Nick, what, what's your call for this game?
3: I think Al Wider are gonna sneak it. I think they're gonna score a late winner one nil to Al. What Al? Whatever fuck it, Al Wider.
0: <laughs> okay, we're keeping it close. Hope you think this is going to be a close run game.
2: Yeah no I think the same thing. I have to assume every Saudi Arabian team has like one washed up player from a former Premier League team like 8 years ago. So I'm just going to assume like Ahmed Musa from Leicester's team is on al <laughs> and is going to take
0: is going to take a 1-0 win for Alwada. I agree that it's going to be it's going to be al I think I think Nick Lasako is crazy for thinking that Damak is going to win this. But I think that uh, I think it's going to be three 0
1: to Alavada. Wow. Yeah, I think it's a big game. You know, there's no goal differential for this uh, standings, eh? So no, I just decided to pick the correct result. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so okay, let's move on to our next game. This one's going to be in Europe. Uh, it is a friendly between Freiburg's women's team and Basel's women's team Hmm. so what do you think is this going to be a friendly friendly or have a little bit more bite to it uh hope eh. a little bit more
2: bite how friendly do you want this women's match to
0: get adrian (laughs) i meant unfriendly biting just
2: (laughs) yeah no it's uh basil basil for faulty towers uh two (laughs) 0 uh
3: i guess i'm next uh i'm gonna go with basil because muhammad salah used to play for them so out of respect I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go four uh, one to Basel.
1: Ooh, We're a I'm good just team gonna... actually.
3: Basel, a good team. I oh um, or uh, Basel playing away then? I assume Freiburg's playing at home.
0: Yep, Freiburg's at home.
3: Uh, I changed my pick. I'm going with two two. Fre- where is Freiburg? Is that Germany? Germany.
0: Yeah, it's a German team.
3: Wait, gonna... a Swiss team? A Swiss team's flying over to Germany in a pandemic to play in a friendly.
0: Yeah, I don't yeah. actually Now that you say. It, I, I don't know how that's working. But they might not be for
1: playing. Know, they they might just be, be playing in Yeah, they might just be playing in a neutral ground or something. Oh, okay. they might just be playing oh, Chief, in a beautiful uh, mountainous region. These Sorry, these
3: are the things we could I got to change my pick. I got to change my pick again. Sorry, I'm going to go with 3-1 now.
0: Uh, changing your pick two more Basel. times is a is a 1 point deduction.
3: <laughs> I'll take the point deduction.
0: It's <laughs> a 3-1. Who do you have the 3-1 for, for? Basel. Basel. Yeah.
1: And I'm just going to go with Freiburg. 2-0.
0: And I'm going to call this as a 1-1. All right, next. Fuck hell, uh, you, no,
3: you picked this name, didn't you? What the fuck is that called? Or Orso. Uh, it's.
0: Uh, I can't do it either. Orso Marso. Versus Barranquilla.
1: Uh, this is the Colombian second division. Hmm. Okay. So uh, if you squint hard enough, Orso Marso kind of sounds a bit like Barcelona. So we're gonna go. Let's, well, I guess Barranquilla <laughs> kind of also looks like Barcelona. So now I confuse myself, but I'm still gonna go with my gut, and my gut is saying Orso Marso is going to take this one for nothing, for nil. I should say, pardon my French.
0: <laughs> Jeez, um, and I'm gonna say I'm gonna say a two nil win for Barranquilla because I went to Colombia a couple years ago. I was in Cartagena. Which is down the coast from Barranquilla, and a lot of people wearing Barranquilla, the red and white stripes of Barranquilla. Really? Uh, yes. Cool. Uh, we're going to move north to Central America, which is North America's entrance on this world tour. This is the Costa Rican League. We have San Carlos versus Herediano. Herediano.
2: I'll kick this one off. Um, I used to have a neighbor named Carlos, he was no saint. Uh, so I'm gonna give them a two-nil <laughs> win.
1: And I I'm gonna go with San Roberto Carlos one nil. I'm
3: gonna go with San Andreas three one. Shout out to Grand Theft Auto.
0: And I I agree with you folks. I think uh San Carlos is the home team, so <laughs> I'll put them at. Uh, I'll put that as a two-one win. Uh, we're going to cross back across the Atlantic. This time, going to South Africa. We have the Golden Arrows versus TTM. What yeah, does what TTM to stand lepers? for? I thought you would ask that, and here's my best attempt, which I have practiced several times today at pronouncing this team's full name: Tshakuma Chesha Maziva Handili.
3: Oh, they're they're gonna win this game. FC, the name already intimidates. They're anyone.
1: from uh Limpopo. I'm I really wanna I want to say this team's name, but I didn't know that this is <laughs> okay. one of the teams. But I'm gonna pick them to win this game because it's incredible, and they're gonna take that. Give me give me two one. Give me two one. I think Golden Arrows is a kind of a little bit intimidating. Uh, but the yeah. Just, just give me two one, for TTM. Okay, uh, Nick, what do you think
0: about this?
3: Nil, nil. Both of them are shit. Prison leopards would beat the shit out of both of these key teams.
0: Well, you know, maybe come Afcon, we can, <laughs> we can see. Hope, what do you think? This sounds like a
2: classic Zulu versus Afrikaner matchup. So it's gonna be a nil nil.
0: Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say two two. No, you guys predicted draws. I'm going to change it up. I'm going to say 3-1 uh, to TTM. Go with, your,
3: go with your gut, Adrian. All right.
0: No, I, you know, I would, but I don't want to take the two two changes uh, points penalty. So I'm going to keep it 3-1 TTM. Okay, uh, we're going to go to S League. That's right, the Solomon Islands. It's a Real Kakamura versus Marist Fire.
2: Hmm. Hope, what do you think? I assume Kakamora is named after the Brazilian legend Kaka. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to take a strong 3-0. Very nice. And
0: uh, Nick Gill.
3: Uh, yeah. Like uh, Chris said, out of the great Kaka, can't disrespect him. So I'm going to go with 2-0 to Kaka.
1: You guys took my reasoning. Well, it's so, pretty simple, isn't it? Pretty it obvious. is. not it Pretty obvious. i am going to try. I, I, I'm going to pull out another reasoning. Uh, Marist Fire sounds like Marist College, which is a college in the States, and I don't know how that gives them an edge, but in this case it does and they're going to win 3-1
3: can't believe you're disrespecting Kaka like that
1: I'm also going to disrespect Kaka
0: I think uh, I think that Marist Fire are, they're named after Fire, I think that's going to be enough for them we're, we're going to head to Asia, back to Asia, to Thailand. I believe this is, let me just check my notes. So I, I was looking for Asian teams, and uh, Thai's first two, Thailand's first two divisions are not playing in 2021, as far as I could see. So this is the third division of Thai soccer. It's Chan Rai versus Northern Tac United. Why? I'm very confused by this. How is the third division allowed to play but the first two aren't? It might just be like the the way the season is scheduled. I am not sure. I just googled a bunch of different <laughs> soccer <laughs> teams and and present them to you now. So, Hope, what do you think? Northern
2: Talk United 2-0. No. no, I keep saying 2-0. No. It's a I assume they score. can't I I can I assume they can't score in this league, so it's going to be <laughs> 0-1. And it's going to be an own goal.
1: Okay, Nick Lissacco. Is Okay, I'm going to take nil-nil because Hope's reasoning is pretty good. And now, now I'm just, you know, I, I'm just wondering if there's a Southern Tech United too. I got to do some research after this is done and figure this out. And other Nick, uh, what's your call for this exciting?
3: 3-2 to the home, to the, uh, I'm not going to pronounce the name,
0: 3-2 to the home team. Very exciting. So uh, Nick Lasako and Hope saying they can't defend or they can't score. And Nick saying they can't defend. Uh, I'm going to call it a draw. I'm going to say this is a 1-1.
3: Yeah, I'm actually really intrigued now how these predictions are going to go. I don't know why. (laughs) When are the games, anyway?
0: Uh, So the Saudi game is on Friday, and the Costa Rican game is on Sunday, and the rest are on Saturday.
3: Oh, okay.
0: Now, you may see, if you look at our Google form here, I have, before we get to our Premier League predictions, something called special prediction. Now, I, this isn't really a prediction per se. I'm not going to get a point here, so it's a chance for you to get a leg up on me. This, I said we would go to every continent, and we're going to every continent. This game goes back to 2006, where Bulgarian Arctic explorers played Spanish Antarctic explorers on Livingston Island. Uh, so you have to guess without Googling what the result of that game is. Uh, the Bulgarian team were the home team because they brought a ball with the CSKA Sofia logo on it, which is now in their – it's the best name for a museum. It's like Hall of Glory or something like that. <laughs> so, Wait, the,
3: Bulgar- the Bulgarian team did that?
0: Yeah, they're, they're the so, home team.
3: So they definitely won the game then if they brought the ball as a souvenir.
1: They kept it right. Who, yeah, they, they kept, kept it. the ball. Who, so, they was, won. Uh, <laughs> well, so it was the Bulgarian Antarctic explorers versus what? Who are the other ones? Spanish. No, I think- Oh and okay. they played
3: on the they played where on the arctic in the, in the they, arctic They
0: played in Antarctica like on an island just off Antarctica's coast I believe called Livingston Island and it was -7 degrees
1: Celsius which I think we did in high school Nick no, no, That's not, not bad. bad That's not bad <laughs> For all of our tropical listeners -7 is you know it's not that bad It sounds yeah, bad no. but it's not really that bad It's not uh, I'm is... going to
3: go with both I'm going to go with the Bulgarian team and I'm going to go with uh, I think they won two... I'm going to go with three. We're fucking cold, eh? The Bulgarians are used to it.
1: Wait, who was the opposition yeah.
3: against? Spanish?
1: Yeah, I definitely... Yeah, I definitely um, think Bulgarians definitely had a leg up in this.
3: Yeah, I, th- I think they won the game. I'm going to go with uh, 4-1. Ooh.
1: I'm going to assume that Dimitar Berbatov was there somehow, <laughs> and that he scored the lone goal. And in a one-nil Bulgarian Antarctic victory, in what was a victory for all the nation, I hope that there is a video footage of this somehow, somewhere.
0: Uh, to be fair,
1: the only the only source
0: I found for this was from the Hindustan Times, <laughs> quoting <laughs> quoting a Bulgarian radio station. <laughs> Wait, they don't. Know, pl- they the, don't the play many happened, games in the Antarctic. It did maybe have. I at least have a score for this theoretical game. And do you think they would put just any ball in the <laughs> CSKA Museum of Glory of Sports or something? Whatever it's oh, called. That's this okay. is the most I,
1: in-depth research I've ever heard done for anything.
3: Yo, I want to know what the fucking prediction was. I want to. You're, you're gonna have mean? to wait a week because. <laughs> oh my.
0: <laughs> because everyone's got to put in their results.
2: Uh, I'm just gonna jump in and give the Bar- Bulgarian Antarctic uh, exploring team. I um, I think they won six nil. Uh,
3: Jesus Christ!
2: Yeah, because I mean, let's be honest. If you're if you're Spanish and you're on an Antarctic exploration team, you haven't touched a football in your life,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then you're already at a disadvantage in terms of the environment. They don't speak the language at least not
1: bulgarian what, you know about the Bulgarians?
0: <laughs> yeah. what language penguin
1: <laughs> yeah, it'd be, it'd Antarctica. Be very, it's very difficult transfer adjustment when you go to somewhere you can't speak to the local uh you can't speak the language you can't get into the local culture the local you know penguin dominated yeah. yeah. society i I
0: did want to find like a YouTube video of penguins playing soccer and get a result from that, but uh, (laughs) I couldn't find any on the Hindustan Times, so I wasn't able to.
3: How the hell is an Indian publication? How is that Indian media source the only the only uh, uh, media to know the score of this game? How come Bulgarian (laughs) don't even know? (laughs) I mean, apparently,
0: this Bulgarian radio station is maybe well followed, or they have a Bulgarian intern at the Hindustan Times. I don't know, Uh, but. You know, just don't Google that for a week or, or you can Google it and not tell anyone because uh, we still have our other friends to, Bro, I for, I to make these the predictions.
3: Name. I already put the name of both these <laughs> things. <laughs> I,
1: I, for one, can't wait for the Amazon documentary of this game, of this expedition. That is what I want to see. Yeah.
0: All right. So let, let's move on to our, we've got three Premier League games that we're going to predict as well. Um. We're going to start with a, a Saturday game, and then we're going to have two Sunday games. They're all kind of upper table uh, matchups here. First, we have Leicester and Southampton.
3: Mm, that's interesting. I'm going to so, go with uh, I'm going to go with uh, nil nil. Nil nil. Southampton are uh, very good defensively away, and yeah, I think it'll be one of those games.
0: Well, it's funny too because they're, they're both like teams with really fast prolific forwards you got danny mm-hmm. Ings is back uh scored the the only goal against um i can't remember what team it was recently huh was it was it liverpool <laughs> yeah,
3: that was fun. We, he deserves that to do that we shouldn't have got rid of him i was really stupid i love danny Ings, uh,
0: No, he's player. a fantastic player and, and he then... didn't
3: celebrate by the way he didn't celebrate hey eh? out of respect Meanwhile, uh, the guy on the other team, fucking Wolcott, ran 50 yards when he scored at the Emirates.
2: <laughs> Didn't um, Southampton's manager drop to their knees and start crying in celebration of the win? Yeah, because he's, uh, he's in awe of Jürgen. He, uh, he's just so <laughs> proud to beat him. That must be it, because there's how many games left in the season? <laughs> 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 there's nothing defining about that match. I like that guy, Hassan
3: Hudo. He's, he, he's going to get a big bigger job. He deserves it. Well, maybe, yeah,
0: maybe. I mean, who would have thought he would still be there after losing nine nil? That's another oh, thing. Oh yeah, this is this is. Uh, I mean, that was. I think Southampton was at home for that game, weren't they? That uh, was. Yes. The, yeah. 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 So it's not the reverse of or the next installment of that fixture, but yeah, this is some.
3: And last season they went to Lester and beat them as well yeah. in, the, in the reverse fixture. So uh, they're a good team. I like how what they're doing that four four two. Che Adams and Ings mm-hmm. up front. It works. They're very good. Very good team. Well disciplined.
0: Yeah. So uh, Nick uh, Lasaka, what do you think for this one? Yeah, you. It's a yeah, hard you, one to you... call. Mm, yeah, it's very right even.
1: Way. Like, you know, third for six. Big like Southampton doing probably better than expected. Leicester maybe doing better than expected too. Um, I'm just, I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and I'm just gonna go, uh, Jamie Vardy, two goals, which is what I predict every time Leicester goes out to play anybody. Uh, two one, we'll go two one Leicester. Yeah, for me, I just think there's like, I think it could be
2: a draw, but I think there's goals in both of these teams, especially against each other. Um, yeah, I'd give it a. I give it a
0: 2-2. And while Nick was talking, I also, in my mind, made up the, made the decision to call it a 2-1. And I'm just going to call it that. I'm not going to change my decision based on you. I won't give you the satisfaction. In, in favor of who? Oh, Lester. Lester. So 2-1 for Lester. Uh, next on Sunday, we have Villa. So Aston Villa versus Everton
3: fucking Merseyside
0: scum
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going did- to go with a uh, 3-1 to Aston Villa I hope they kick the shit out of Oh fuck hang on a minute what's going with Aston Villa's first team That's,
0: That's what true. I was going I mean
1: th- this could also be postponed which would nope.
0: really screw up our pool
1: So so this was how- we- this is what I was going to ask did we iron out what the bonus points would be if we do make a correct postponement prediction or manager oh, firing like prediction, actually, yeah. because I was going to go, I was going to going to go out on a limb and say that uh, this is going to be, cause it seems like now, like there's one or two games a week that are going to get postponed and the way that things are going, it seems, it seems like a pretty safe bet. So, but if we don't have uh rules for that, then I'll pick a score and my score will be nil nil. We no, absolutely we did
2: not think ahead for that We're, kind of
1: thing.
3: What we should do is either pick a score or pour, uh, a match abandon. So you either get the point for prediction or you get two points for uh, postponement.
0: Well, you get three for a correct result, though. So, I mean, so, a, a postponement is an all-or-nothing prediction. If the game goes ahead, then you've you, you got zero lose. points. Hmm. So, oh.
2: I think that um, Villa are going to... I think they're going to play the match. I think Villa aren't going to be able to play... A good squad, but Ross Barkley's going to come back from injury, and they're only going to lose three one.
3: I think uh, that fucking Barry kid, the one who scored against Liverpool, Gareth Barry's son. I think he's going uh, to think he's going to get a goal. Uh, you know, I think no, I think Aston Villa is. Uh, it's been ten days, hasn't it? If it's on Saturday, no, I don't think they. I don't think they will. I don't think the game will be played because they have to isolate for ten days, and they had the whole outbreak on Thursday. Yeah, when is the
0: game, Saturday or Sunday? It's Sunday.
3: That's 10 days exactly. So yeah, it'll be it. down
2: to oh. what time kickoff is. <laughs>
3: yeah, don't worry. They will do a negative COVID test. I'm going with Aston Villa 3-1. Watkins and Grealish.
0: And uh, Al Ghazi. I'm going to put this as a... I feel like teams have done... like they've, they've bounced back from this kind of thing. I feel like it brings teams together uh, to kind of have something like this or, or maybe like throws other teams off. They don't know what to expect. I, I think I think it's going to be a 1-0. Maybe Calvert-Lewin gets a header.
3: I heard calvert injured for tomorrow, by the way. He's got a hamstring injury. Oh,
0: good thing the game is on Sunday.
3: No, uh, for tomorrow's game against Wolves.
0: Oh, okay. He yeah, said yeah.
3: he's got a hamstring injury. And uh, that fucking rat Richardson uh, might be out as well. <laughs> I fucking hate that bastard. All right, moving on. Sorry.
0: Well, that's it. Oh, no, we have one more. How can oh, I forget? God. It's the biggest game. It's a huge How game. You, it's it's Liverpool versus one. Man United. Oh
2: man, yeah. I'm gonna start this off. Um, and this kind of I'm building this off the back of, and every time we try to predict a, a big rivalry matchup, uh, we always over predict what the score is going to be, yeah. and then it's nothing like that. But again, I think there's goals in both of these teams, and I think it's going to be one one.
0: I'll put mine in as seven five. I disagree. <laughs> no, I'm not.
1: Yeah, I. Uh, Oh, go ahead, no, you go ahead. I was going to go with the opposite of Hope. I think this is going to be one of those games where the two big teams are actually going to deliver. And it's going to be... I'm going to go with Manchester United with the upset. Oh fuck? With the upset. Would that
0: would that end uh, Liverpool's undefeated streak at Anfield? Is that yes. still going?
3: Yeah, 65 and counting.
1: So that is going to be where the streak ends. What, we're, fucking VAR fucking we're playing Bruno to win yeah. penalty. yes two, yes Bruno Fernandez it's going to yes. be 2-1 Man U it's going to be thrilling I'm going to go on a limit. it's going to be one of those games we'll remember uh, because something crazy is going to happen maybe a late winner some controversy we'll be talking about it next week at some point yeah 2-1 Man U
2: we've got to get Conlon and Nick on together at the same time <laughs> Yeah, you know,
1: Adrian, after. do me a we favor. Do. Can
3: you add another tab and put the Crystal Palace game prediction? Because I can't wait to shit on these clubs. <laughs> <laughs> They're playing God. City.
1: It's uh, a foregone conclusion. So... <laughs>
3: That's, uh, no, Liverpool going to win this. We're going to get our confidence back. Joel Matip should be back. We we always deliver in the big games. I'm going to go with uh, 3-1 Liverpool. Oh, wow. They're, they'll get a late fucking VAR bullshit penalty.
0: <laughs> Uh, It just seems like Man U is is resurgent. They're they're really confident right now, and it, it could be the kind of occasion that ends that ends a big record breaking run of undefeated. But I just I like Liverpool. I don't really like Man U that much, and I think Liverpool has a really good like attitude. I think I heard I saw some comments from Wijnaldum after the Villa game, and he was saying like. Oh, we, you know, we had some good chances in the first half. We couldn't put them away. So we just did it in the second half. And I feel like that shows that they don't let expectations get in their way too much. I think they just like do the business. So I'm going to put it as a, as a a two, one.
2: That is something I do. Like, I agree. I admire that about Liverpool is like, Adversity really doesn't get them down, especially like how how long have people been talking about how Manchester United have a goal in hand, and like this this is their week to to make the jump. This is their week to make the jump, and they just disappoint you every time. So, can I mean, handle I, the pressure, man. Yeah, knock on like, wood. I don't like. I don't think they can handle the pressure. I don't think the players care that much. Whereas like Liverpool are at least fighting off the back of being champions last season, even though yeah. they're they're missing what like they have they have something to defend. Whereas Man United are just clawing.
3: After, you know, after the first two weeks, Arsenal, right, they won two in a row and they're like, oh, Arsenal might be title can that Liverpool shut them out. Then every turn, they won four in a row in the first four games. They couldn't handle the pressure. Then Chelsea and Tottenham, remember when they uh, played each other at the bridge, they were first and second. They've they've fallen off. I think United is going to be the next team to fall off. Their luck's going to run out. It's amazing, eh? They're so shit. They, are. I don't even know how they're first. This Premier League is shit. <laughs> uh, I think you know what? Man City are going to. Man City are going to. They got their next six games are fucking cakewalks. So I think uh, mm. end of end of January, mid February, these they're going to be back up top of the table.
0: Well, we'll have to see. It's certainly an unusual season. I mean, anything could happen. It could even be as strange as Man U winning another title.
3: Oh God, fuck that! I'd rather fuck. I'd fucking go to Liverpool, uh, England, myself, and start breathing on motherfuckers. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I, I, don't that. think we'll get
0: a better outro than that.
3: No way, those motherfuckers. I'd rather have City win it than those fucking pricks. Right? So
0: let's let's hope that Manu botch this Sunday's game, or uh, Nick Gill is going to transform himself into a chemical weapon. But before we go, we're going to recount our results from last week's predictions surprisingly at the top of the table we have manchester united fan Conlan. he's got seven points he's tied for points with syria Adian who took advantage of the syria uh, episode to also score seven points but we gave Conlan the edge the tiebreaker is that he got two perfect results uh then yours truly is on four points Nick is on three Hope is on one. Nick Gill is on one and Richard did not fill out the form. So he is on zero and pending disciplinary action. So thanks for listening and hope to be in your ears again.